You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I threw up on myself um, in kindergarten. Really? Yeah, I had just gotten a new M&M-themed folder to hold all of my homework in, and I pulled it out of my bag to hand my teacher a note that from my mother that said, Ethan's not feeling well today, and I threw up all over it. <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch, episode 29. Huh, huh. Yeah, episode 29. Wow. Uh, <laughs> really? This is That's Ethan, ridiculous. a.k.a. Bropostle. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. I am so tired. I'm I tired. I'm stupidly, dead. obscenely tired, and I have no idea why. Actually, I do know why. I was really busy all weekend. We had open house at K-State this weekend. That means all the high schoolers came and saw everything and did everything and all this stuff. And I had to be with high school sophomores all Friday night and really early on Saturday morning. And then all the rest of the day on Saturday. And it was just, it just took a lot out of me. Mm. Like I had to be on the whole time and was just like running around being energetic. Cause I had to be that guy. And it was, <laughs> Oh, you had to be the man. activities planner on a cruise ship, you know? Yeah. You got your, cl- you your clipboard and your striped shirt. Like, Hey, we're going to have so much fun today. My name's Ethan. Yeah. I'm your fun. I'm your fun activities director. I will, I don't know if I was that perky, but I was I was pretty energetic. It was kind of a really? glimpse into what high school ministry would be like for me. Is I would do it for two days and I would go, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. How about you? How are you doing? I mean, I was I was really tired on Friday. I took two naps on Friday. Yes. Like hang <laughs> or die. I. Well, Friday morning I have I have holy hour with my household and so we um we got up at like four thirty. And so I got I took a nap at eleven AM <laughs> which was an interesting time for a nap. And then later in the day at five o'clock I took an hour and forty five minute nap and that was that was insane. Um Yeah, and I went to bed at three o'clock in the morning last night because I'm irresponsible. And wow. I woke up to you texting me, Hey, are we gonna do the podcast now? And I was like, Nope, not now. Nope. You were sleeping. You're a tired boy. We're both tired, but we're going to try and ramp up the energy so that this podcast is the best one since last week's. Exactly. Uh, which was really fun, by the way. That whole interview was awesome. It was. Like, they I were, mean, man, they were cool. I don't think we can top it unless you or I have a Mexican baby soon, because other than that, it's just not going to be the same. I would like to be Daniel Glaze when I grow up. Hmm. Can you grow a beard? Uh, well, we'll see. I have a question for you, Ethan. What was your favorite yeah. Catholic April Fool's Day joke out of, like, the three that were on Twitter? Favorite what? Say that again. I didn't hear what you said. What was your favorite Catholic April Fool's Day joke out of the three that were on Twitter yesterday? Oh, um, the one from Novus Order Watch that told us that all <laughs> jokes are sins. 
<laughs> that was like I, I, I almost didn't believe them. Lie. I thought they, I honestly thought they were kidding because I was like, that's just the most caricature thing to say. Just like, oh, by yeah. the way, jokes are a sin. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah, they suck. They're not nice people. I mean, they're yeah, nice. They're mean, they're just wrong and schismatics, which is really <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah, no, I wasn't really on Twitter too much yesterday because I was pretty busy working and sleeping and doing all of those things. But, hey, we're back today, and that's yep. what's important. We're back for the people. We came for the people. We stayed for the people. Morgan and Morgan. And we're going to do it. What are we talking about today, Patrick? I feel like we should have some type of topic or some type of theme for our episode today. I mean, before you told me to hit record, we you just said the word Lent and then started counting down. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> Lent, five, four. I was like, oh, man. Well, I mean, I just have things to do. So I, I prepped you. I primed you. Lent, five, four, three, two, one. Boom, we're going. It works. So it if works. you're not ready, I don't know. I don't know what else I could have done to prepare you. It's true. That, that's pretty much the best you could have done. So how is your Lent, Ethan? How dude, is your Lent? it sucks. Yeah, dude, you gave up like three things, right? Yeah. Uh, giving up YouTube, Netflix, sugared cereal, and Pop-Tarts. Um, so the YouTube one and the Netflix one hasn't been that hard, mostly because I just fill my time with other things. Like I'll, I listen to more podcasts now, mm-hmm. um, but I also like pay more attention to random Facebook videos than I used to, which is kind of cheating. Yeah, that's um, that's a thing. Yeah, so I don't Ooh, know. Pro tip. I, what what's up? Pro, you you can you can turn off autoplay on on Facebook yeah. videos so yeah. that first of all it saves data and also you don't get distracted by moving things. I did I that. I, well, I just I don't even have the Facebook app on my phone. I just go to facebook.com and Safari. Oh, which severely limits my time on Facebook because the mobile experience is so crap. So <laughs> I do that. Um I've been trying pretty hard I haven't been reading as much as I wanted to, but that's been because I've been spending a lot of time doing schoolwork, uh, which has just been another thing in and of itself. Like, it's been a very, very difficult uh, period of time, and I don't think it's because of Lent, but Lent certainly doesn't help make it easier, um, just because I don't get breaks in the way that I want them to be. Like, I would like to sit down and be able to watch a couple YouTube videos or something in between my several hour work sessions, but instead I have to not do that. And so I don't know. That's hard. The food thing isn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Like I just ran out of Cheerios. Um, (laughs) so I haven't been eating cereal at all and I've been eating oatmeal, um, which is not bad, but usually I just fast until lunch and then I eat lunch and it's fine. So yeah, it's good. I think I'm losing weight. Ugh, don't do that no, anymore. No, I don't think that's true way. at all. I think I'm staying the same weight, but that makes yeah, more sense. It's good. It's really difficult. Spiritually has not been good either. Really? Like my prayer life, oh man. I'll just be honest with all of you. It's not going well. Mm. Like I I still pray every night before I go to bed. And I try to pray throughout the day. But beyond that, like in going to daily mass and things, it's just not it hasn't been there. Like I don't I know it's not about feeling, but I just don't, I don't know. I feel like I've hit a brick wall again. Like I was doing well for a while and then it yeah. just back to where I was. I mean, I, I watched Steve the Missionaries. That sucks. Did you, did you watch Steve 
Did you watch Steve the Missionary's video on YouTube about like six things? Did you know, know if you're that I gave good? up YouTube for Lent? Oh crap! <laughs> that was a stupid question. Come on, dude. Please edit out. Why my don't stupidity. you listen? So, to me. <laughs> Steve the Missionary made a video about like uh, six things to know you're having a good Lent, and he talked about like one of the things that one of the reasons you know you're having a good Lent is if you're super ready for Easter. And I was like, I thought about that. And I was like, you know, I'm really not excited for Easter because I've kind of just been living the same way. You know, I had this like crisis at the beginning of Lent where I was giving up too much. You know, I was like pretty much giving up everything good in my life because I was a super into like penance. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And then I kind of just drained myself and I was like not I was like getting depressed and I was just in my room alone. and I was just sad. And so I was like, all right, I need to I need to stop being so hard on myself. And then I kind of just, just snapped to the other direction where I was like, all right, so what I decided to give up, because, I mean, I didn't really talk about this on the podcast, because when we were talking about our sacrifices, I didn't have one. I gave up desserts in the cafeteria because I was, like, always eating desserts in the cafeteria. And I was like, I don't I don't need that anymore. And that's a good, like, food thing to fast from. Um, but I, <laughs> I've, I've cheated because I did specify in the cafeteria. And so when I was like on spring break, I was like, oh, it's totally cool if I have a cookie. And I don't, I don't know if I failed, but I feel like I did. Yeah, um, spring break didn't help either, in all honesty. Yeah. Like going on spring break and being with my friends was a super fun time. Like we went to the lake and I didn't get sunburned and I got to hang out with all my friends and make them laugh and make them cry and offend their sensibilities in the <laughs> way that I do. And... At the same time, it was uh, not good for my prayer life. Like, we're all Catholic, and we all are pretty strong in our faiths, but when we're away and kind of away from society and away from our normal schedules and everything, it really – I don't think I'm the only one. Like, it really kind of messed up a little bit. And so getting back uh, from, like, home – and then coming back to school, it's been like, what? Like, I don't even know what a schedule is anymore. Like, am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do that? Like, that small week, you know, or that few days made it very, very hard um, to get through the second half of Lent so far. Yeah, it's, it's. I think it's really easy to fast when you have a routine, you know, because you're like, oh, I'm just adding a new thing into my regular routine. Like, I can, I can handle that. But then you're like... If you're in a different city, if you're doing stuff you're not used to, you're like, oh, well, I mean, I I can't just not do this because I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know, man. I just – this I, I'm so upset because this seems to happen every year. We're like halfway through Lent. I'm like, I'm not making the most of Lent. And you hear all these talks that are like, oh, yeah, like Lent is a great time because we get to prepare for the death and resurrection of our Lord. And we get to die with Christ during Lent. And Why are these speakers into- slightly Irish? <laughs> oh, laddie, we get to prepare for the death of our Lord and Savior <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, Most priests I know are Irish. Really? As it should be. Yep. Oh. Die, die, Galway girl was bad. Um. So. What? Galway girl was what? bad. <laughs> Keep okay. going. So yeah, the, we just talk. They just talk about like you. You broke my train of thought. I'm gonna try and recenter. Sorry. We talk about how Lent should be this like time where you die with Christ, and I'm like, well, I don't feel like I'm dying at all. This is not. No, I'm, I'm dead. In... Like I don't, I don't feel like I'm sacrificing enough. You know. What? 
and I don't, I don't feel like I'm sacrificing enough. Well, that's stupid. Tell me why. Because you're being pious, and you need to get over yourself. Like that's, that's a good point. I think, I think part of Lent that's important is trying and failing, and understanding that our failures point us to Christ on the cross even more than maybe not even more but just as much as our successes during Lent that's a you good know? point like you don't have to be super rock star holy man um, during these whole 40 days because if you are then I really don't think you've learned anything or you didn't give up something that was like difficult enough you know mm-hmm. like yeah you say you're not sacrificing enough maybe that's a good thing you know, like you aren't supposed to sacrifice the whole world, which you learned. And so, and maybe you're not, you're not supposed to have an emotional response. Maybe you're not supposed to feel like you're closer to Christ, but maybe you are supposed to have this time of temperance and learning how you work and what your spiritual life is like so that you can come out um, when it's time for Easter and the great Easter celebration and say, yes, I learned all of these things when I was in the desert with Christ. And now that I've seen and been through, you know, his passion, death, and resurrection, I'm ready to continue living in the ways that I've learned. Does that make sense? Nice. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, I'm, so, and that goes that goes for everybody. That goes for the people who think that they aren't sacrificing enough. That goes for the people who think that they're sacrificing too much. The people that have failed, the people that have succeeded. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, God can work through it. And thinking mm-hmm. that you're... Lent is going too poorly for God to do anything with it. Well, that's just silly because that's, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, like God still is going to give us graces during Lent. Like that doesn't go away. We aren't completely on our own. Yeah. So remember that and receive that and look forward to that and understand it. Yeah, I'm going to do this and it's, it's going to be good because God will make it good because I'm doing it in his name and for him and I'm doing it in the right mindset. Now, if you're not doing it in the right mindset, if you're just doing it for you, get your life together and uh, stop doing that. That's my my Lenten rant for you. That was good. Thanks. I appreciate uh, that Lenten rant. Yeah, well, there you go. That was, that was for you, Patrick. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we covered fasting, and you kind of mentioned your prayer. How is that, how is that going? Yeah, so uh, I was in adoration this week um and i'm reading through the famous abandonment to divine providence book um Mm -hmm. that i always bring up and there was this awesome section on or like this few these few sections that kind of went through the struggles of um being devoted and always listening to kind of divine providence and god's will um one of the things was said that that was said was that um, you're not always going to look like the most holy person. You're not always going to look like you have the most devotion. People will might ridicule you and saying like, oh, you're not holy enough because you aren't doing this, 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 and this, and this. Um, when in reality, if you are truly living by what God's will is for you, it can be a very, very simple thing. Um, and another thing that we've, had, we've kind of talked about before is that you know, you don't need to plan. You don't need to schedule. You don't need to do this, that. Like, if you're truly relying on God's will, um, 
you don't have to worry about, oh, how am I going to pray during this hour block? Or what am I going to do on this free Saturday? Um, sometimes you just have to do what you feel God is pushing you to do, which sounds super weird and kind of irresponsible to say like, oh, I'm not going to plan at all. Like, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, that means that you don't have a true reliance on God, which is like a yeah. really difficult thing for me to get over because my parents were always like, you need to make sure you plan out everything. You need to do this, that, and the other thing. And so that's kind of ingrained in my mind. But at the same time, this is also starting to become a new thing for me, thinking that like, okay, I don't necessarily have to rely completely on myself because I can rely on God and I need yeah. to rely on God more than myself and more than anyone else. And eventually the goal is to rely on God only, which is a big, scary step. And I don't really understand the gravity of that until I read how um, it was put in this book. And so that means from moment to moment, you know, laying in bed, all right, I feel like God is telling me to get up now. I need to get up and I can't just lay here for another 10 minutes until I want to get up. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm studying. God is telling me to keep going, but I feel like taking a break. I need to not take a break. I need to keep going until, you know, I feel like God has told me that it's time to be done. You know, like kind of always yeah. being in that prayerful mindset. And it sounds super kooky, and I totally understand that it sounds super kooky, but I think it's I think it's a real thing. I don't know. I'm still in the very new stages of this. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, so, I think a lot of things sound super kooky at first, but that's just because, like, God just, I mean, Christian living doesn't always make sense, but, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, right? <laughs> because it's, like, it's a new way of living. You know, it's not it's not a way that we're used to. So, like, yeah, your parents were right. You're supposed to be planning things because that's just how you live in the world. You plan, Right. But like, yeah, you're not living in the world when you're praying, you're living in the spirit. So like, why would you live the same way that you live in the world? And I had an, ex I had an experience a couple of days ago where I was like, I was, I was somewhere and I knew that I was supposed to be somewhere else. Not like I, I knew where those two places were, but I'm ambiguous for reasons. I, I was in point A and I knew I had to go to point B and then I moved to point C and I was like, I know that I need to go to point B. And then I was like in point D and I was like, I was still not going. And then at point D, I fell into sin. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. I needed to go over there where I wasn't going to be tempted, you know? And so when I went to confession, I was like, my my, my sin isn't that, like, I, I said, did this, you know? My biggest sin is that I allowed myself to not be called in the direction that would have led me away from sin. 
And so, like, I, I kind of got this, like, illustration in my own life of what it looks like to not follow God's will and to not follow those tugs. So, like, even in the smallest things, when I feel that tug of the Spirit, these past few days, I do it. Even if it's, like, this ridiculous thing. Like, uh, I was at Mass at a parish I don't usually go to, and I just felt this tug, like, give whatever's in your wallet to the collection plate because you haven't been doing almsgiving this Lent. Huh. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. I probably have. And I opened my wallet, and I had forgotten that my friend had paid me back for spring break, and he had given me $20. And I was like, well, damn it. And I just <laughs> threw it in the plate very resentfully. <laughs> and I... <laughs> But honestly, like, and then the the best part about that was, like, right afterwards, I had felt like I had done nothing, and I was like, well, that's good, because I really didn't do much. That was only $20, and it doesn't even really matter, but yeah. I did God's will, and that's good. So, so yeah, that, that just, just doing, like, doing even what seems small and minuscule, like, getting a banana instead of a hamburger. Like, you might feel that tug, and, I of course, it's not that. eternally, like, it's not eternally significant. A banana's not a full meal. <laughs> Okay, so a banana instead of French fries. Does that, does that work? That sounds right. better, yeah. <laughs> so, like, imagine you feel the tug to get a banana instead of French fries, and you're like, well, it doesn't really matter, right? And it's like, no, it doesn't really matter, but it'll train you for those better times when you feel that tug into a really, like, eternally consequential situation. Yeah, that... Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to talk about this, but since you mentioned your ABCD story, I, I want to talk about this too. On Friday night after um, like this organization that I'm in, we all – like we do this thing with the high school sophomores and everything and it goes to like 1130 at night. Um, and, and then every year there's like a party afterwards. Um, and my brother was in town and I really wanted to hang out with my brother. But since it went to 1130 and he was going to get up and do stuff on campus the next day, I was like, you know, don't worry about it. You know, like, I don't want to bring you to this party and none of my Catholic friends are hanging out. So like, there's not really anything for you to do. He's like, all right, whatever. So I went to this organization's get together, um, alone. I was only going to go for like a little bit, you know, I was not, was not planning to stick around for very long because these people aren't my close friends. Yeah. Um, I was mostly going just kind of saying like, Hey, I was there. Good to see you guys. And then bail out. (laughs) And so because that's what I do best. <laughs> and so I went and I was there and I was talking to people um, and I was just like feeling a little bit off, like not how it, normally I can do a pretty good job of faking it and being friends with these people and being kind of on and making jokes and doing all of those things. But I really was not feeling it for whatever reason. And so I was talking to more and more people and more people were coming and I was going to wait until you know, enough people had showed up and I could say, all right, I've seen everybody and then I can leave. And still only about half the people were there. And, um, I was just kind of standing there in the middle of the room and I look <laughs> around and I go, Oh, I don't want to be here. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't need to be here right now. I'm not like, there's no reason for me to be here. And it felt like yeah. that tug that you were talking about. And so I just, I just walked out the door without saying anything to anybody and left. And for some people, that'd be like, oh, that's so rude. Why would you do that? This blah, 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 blah. No. Um, I didn't need to be there. There was no reason yeah. for me to be there because it wasn't bringing me closer to God in any way. And so I left. Yeah. And I think good more for people... You. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to say this to so, oh, good for me. Like, I'm not trying to get any <laughs> admiration yeah, yeah. or anything. But I say that because I think it's important... 
especially in kind of this party scene culture or whatever that I'm still kind of on the fringes of because I have a lot of friends that still party um, and I get invited to things. I think it's important to constantly evaluate why you are in a place and what you are doing next and why you were there and what you want to do. Because on a Friday night, you could be in lots of different places, but how many of those places do you actually need to be? How many of those places does God want you to be? Because if you're in a place and Probably you're one having of a really places. good... Yeah, if you're in a place and you're having a really good conversation with someone and they're asking you questions about the faith and you're you know doing this, that, and everything, not to say that you always have to be evangelizing like with these types of conversations, but... If that's what's happening, that's a good thing, you know, and it's good that yeah. you went out that night. But if those things aren't happening and it just seems to be leading to kind of a typical standard college night out, why are you there? What are you doing? Yeah. I mean – Is that really where even you're supposed when, to be? Yeah. Like when – I mean conversation is a good indicator of where you're supposed to be because like when we are having conversations and when we go on – we go on tangents or, or like, or we talk about a topic and we're, we're really eloquent all of a sudden about this topic. And we weren't even sure what we were going to talk about earlier. I know that that's the topic we were supposed to be talking about because the Holy spirit is moving in us and, t- and saying things through us. And it sounds good. And I'm enthralled yeah. when I'm listening to you. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool. This is what we're supposed to be talking about. You know, and you can have, you have that, you have those moments in real life too, where you're just talking to someone and you kind of just like look around you're like I've been here for 45 minutes and it feels like only a second has gone by and so much fruit has come out of this conversation and you're like okay cool even though I quote unquote wasted 45 minutes I wasn't planning on sitting in the dining hall for 45 minutes this was where God wanted me to be and so like that's good and if you if you constantly do that you'll do it more that's the thing um, if you're constantly following that tug, and if you're constantly praying, you'll follow that tug. Um, I've started praying um, right when I wake up and right before I go to bed, and not like for extended periods of time. During Lent, I haven't been doing like straight holy hours daily, but I think I've been praying an hour total like throughout the day. And I think that's helped me a little bit more than my holy hour routine was because for like 15 minutes, I wasn't really getting into prayer and I've been able to practice like talking to the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to start moving in me instead of like being a self-starter when it comes to prayer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do I pray? Like asking myself, how do I pray again? It's like, well, Patrick, you don't know how to pray. The Holy Spirit knows how to pray. You should ask him. He's better than you. Boom. Oh my God, it's a good point. That's a good point. Person who said, oh, hey, Holy Spirit, that was you that said that. That's a good point. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, I had something to say while you were talking, but I totally forgot what it was. Was it about the tug? Was it about conversations? Was it about... Yes, it was about conversations. Okay, um, cool. There, at this point in my collegiate career, everybody kind of knows my shtick. Um, Catholic guy, whatever, you know? Don't look at me like that. It's a real thing. But... Uh, a lot of times people will pull me to the side and say, hey, I have a question for you. And I'll be like, yeah, what's good? And they'll ask me something like, "What? what's this deal with Mary? And I'll be like, well, let me tell you this deal with Mary. I'll give and you my we podcast. Have a, <laughs> we have a really good hour-long conversation sometimes. Um, and that's why I haven't completely removed myself from it um, because those conversations still happen. 
and I feel like it's important, even if the person is slightly intoxicated. Um, I think it's still a good conversation to have uh, because there's still a chance that they might remember it and get something out of it. And so it's it's hard to justify it sometimes, like why you're there, especially if you haven't had one of those conversations or you know nobody's really reaching out to you like they have been in the past. But it's something to consider. If that's something that your friends know about you and that's something that you guys frequently talk about, then by all means, you know, be present and be available for them. And if not in a party yeah. situation, then in other situations. Because yeah, I, I mean, but I don't think only only bail. knowing for you, we can only knowing for you on our, these oh. on our secular friends because of you know we feel that we feel like yeah you know, we're too good for them or anything like that. Can't just bail on the sinners because we're sinners too, and we'd have to yeah. bail on ourselves. <laughs> and don't don't lead yourself into sin because yeah. I don't want I don't want bad things to happen to you. I care well, about your soul. I, mean, I was about to say like you're you're probably okay being in the party situation just because you're not tempted to drink. You know, I don't know if yeah, you are or not, true. but no, I'm not. Alcohol All right, cool. Gross and dumb. <laughs> so and like, illegal. so if you're if you're uh, if you're not tempted to do that then maybe that is a maybe that's a place where god wanted you to be you know like you joined he's like you know you joined this fraternity maybe that's not exactly what god wanted to do back then but you did it and so like now this is where you are and so god's like all right so i'm gonna use it even if this was if even if this wasn't plan a for your life at least it's it's you know a choice that was made and god allowed you to make that choice so that means that good can come out of it so like I don't know. That that kind of goes back to what we were talking about on that discernment episode about like just making choices and choices are okay. You know? Um, the Holy Spirit moves through the choices that we make. Yeah. I don't know. If we, did we talk about that? I think we did. That sounds right, about cool. right. That sounds, that sounds I don't listen back to our podcast. I just kind of guess at where the editing needs to be done and then upload it. True. Usually it works out. It helps that we don't like do long form where we talk for two hours and edit it down to one hour. Oh, that was so painful to edit down the that Catholic couple episode. Yeah, it wasn't. You that only edited bad, it down a half an hour, right? It was what? You only edited it we down like, like half an hour, right? Yeah, there was forty-five minutes of material that was not used in the final we should cut. Up, we should upload that to take, our Patreon page. Yeah, we. I want to take our thirty-minute-long conversation at the beginning and like upload that as kind of a bonus to our patreon people yeah that's Which, actually by a really the way, good idea if you had no idea what we're talking about we have this website uh, patreon.com slash the crunch where you can donate to us and to our podcast and to make continue to make it great um it's true so that we can buy the equipment get the shirts get the stickers get the business cards get all the things that we need to advertise and to get you guys some cool swag um for that we're trying to revamp our tier system yeah um, it's kind of lame really 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 want it to be good and right now it's not good and so um you know okay ethan look looky here when we talked about patreon at first you for were three dollars like, a month know. you can get three stickers shut up ethan <laughs> shut up you didn't even you didn't even think Patreon was a good idea when I first suggested it, and you were yeah, like, "Yeah, because whatever, it was like our whatever. first episode." And you're like, "We should make a Patreon." I'm like, "Dude, only no, four people listen no, to us." No, it wasn't our first episode. It was after we. It was after we like. Oh no, it was. I'm breaking up with you. Please don't do that. You already broke up with Sarah. Regardless of when the Patreon started or my thoughts and feelings about it, 
we're trying to make those tiers and those rewards as good as possible for you folks um, that listen. So if you don't want to donate now, have a gander at the site. See if there's anything that interests you. We're going to hopefully update those those tier reward systems so that three dollars gets you gets you more than just three stickers. Um, yep. So it's we're, gonna, we're working it's on it. Get you. Uh, we really appreciate those of you that do support all six of you. Um, <laughs> so if any any more of you would like to support, that'd be great. Um, other thing, facebook.com slash the crunchcast. That's the thing. Uh, what were you going to say? Oh, I've seen, I've seen some people that use Patreon set goals to like, it's like, okay, if we get to, if we get to like X amount of dollars a month, we'll start doing this for our Patreon Yeah, people. So like the Patreon people will not only like, they'll like, give, like it encourages you to like send it to your friends and be like, Hey, like if we get a bunch of people, then more content will be created. And it's like, all right, cool. So we have like a set audience that we know we'll watch our stuff if we post like videos there. Cause I'm, I'm not oh, that's true. as motivated to post stuff there because it's really only six people. And I could just email you all directly or text you. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I think it'd be really cool if we got like 20 people like donating and then we would make videos or do some kind of exclusive podcast, um, just for those people that, uh, subscribe yeah. to us. And that would, re- those would be like unscripted, you know, just rants, just rants down or and dirty. stories or like Ethan, just like, it'll be story time with Ethan story where we time just sit Ethan. down and I just, I'll tell one of some of I my just, famous, uh, fraternity stories that maybe are a bit too raunchy for the general podcast. It's, <laughs> so like, it's, it's like, it's like the paid, it's like the, the red door in the back. You're just like, it's like, Hey Ethan, you got some stories. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. I peed my pants in bed. <laughs> That's so out of context. <laughs> All right. It's not a anyway, context Patreon. you said at the beginning of the podcast. Whatever. Patreon. So yeah. So now we talked about now we've talked about fasting, prayer, and alms giving. So if you haven't given alms this Lent, give to us. Yeah, we are your alms. <laughs> anyway, I want to do crunch of the week, then we can get out of here because I need to shower. Um, we've got a, an awesome five star review from JFB Weatherman. Says this is the best podcast out there. The Crunch is the podcast for Catholic young adults. As a current senior in high school, Ethan and Patrick offer insight into what to expect while living out my Catholic faith in college and beyond. While their zany jokes always keep me laughing, they do an excellent job of discussing and explaining serious topics. We'll be recommending to all of my friends. Keep up the good work. Thanks, JFB Weatherman. We're You're so my boy. zany. We're zany folks. Pim pam pew. Comma comma comma. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything else? Like us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Comment on our posts when we post them. Yes. Like them, share them, etc. Uh, look at our website. It'll have the latest episode after Ethan posts it, and I download it onto my computer and post it onto the website. Email us, Ethan at thecrunchcast.com. Um, Patrick, or Patrick at thecrunchcast.com. Yeah. We also have send questions us, at the send us questions. Like if you have something that can't fit in a tweet or you don't want to type in a DM on Twitter, send us to the send it to the email because we would love to take questions, um, and we could read them out on the show anonymously. Uh, you know, if you had a cool little nickname that you wanted to throw down there, make it like a Ask the Crunch session. Um, use hashtag Ask the Crunch on Twitter, hashtag the Crunch on Twitter. All of those things are ways to get in contact with us. And here's the thing. It doesn't even have to be Catholic. Like, say, like, you're, like, a super Catholic and you already know everything already like I do. You can just you can just send us random questions like, hey, Ethan, would you ever date a fan? 
that's not an example. We we got that one once. And then Ethan will say something ridiculous. So, like, make Ethan say ridiculous things. Send us questions. That's fine. I'll do it. I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll do a backflip for $3 a month. <laughs> I would... We would need a much more donations to the Patreon to pay for your hospital bills. <laughs> all right. Can we be done? So I can yeah, shower? Dude. Awesome. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope this helped out your mid-Lent crisis. It certainly helped out mine. Um, please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you on the Twitters. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.